news is one of the most insightful businesswomen that I know. Sarah is absolutely amazing. Sarah's wisdom, enthusiasm, and positive outlook on life motivates me to be a better person. Her ability to see the very best in people is just awesome. Sarah's coaching and mentoring inspired me to become an entrepreneur. What an inspiration. Welcome to the Destined for Greatness podcast, where we believe that each person is destined for greatness. I am your host, Sarah Noose, and I'm joined by my handsome co-host, who's my husband, Adam. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. So we have a super special guest on today. She's great. <laughs> she's awesome. Catherine Starnes, and she is my cousin, and she's on our show today to talk about something that hit her very close to home. Well, it hit her home, I guess, domestic violence. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was awful her the thing I love about her is how she's just a bright light right like we go over we go home to Tulsa and she comes over and she just the kids are obsessed with her we're obsessed with her we ask her questions she's got the best laugh so fun so many things going for her but she lived through hell for 10 years and the most amazing thing is when she plays gin rummy (laughs) she is terrible and then at the end (laughs) She always wins, and I don't know how it happens. Yeah. It's kind of a joke because we don't know. Like, she'll be losing by a ton, and then the last hand she comes back and wins. We're having family issues with card games, apparently. Which is uh, intense. It is intense, yes. But not nearly as intense in what her real life was with living with domestic violence. So she was married and was in a relationship for 10 years and was um, mentally and physically abused. And she um, actually, this was the first time that she really shares it with anybody, she said. And it's really heavy and it was really really hard to hear knowing how close we are to her yeah and thinking back at all the trips that we make Mm -hmm. and it's amazing to hear that it was 10 years Mm because we never met him oh you never met him but he wasn't around right he wasn't around yeah um, for it being a 10-year relationship yeah to somebody as close as as she is yeah and I think what's interesting is she does talk about that a lot is she um knew for a long time it wasn't good but he had fed her so many lies that she was trying to protect their marriage which she talks about and what was interesting too is you know we had my dad on the show and she was talking about the only relationship she saw that was really beautiful to her for marriage was my parents and um so I thought that was striking too that there weren't a ton of more influences in our life. And so, um, I just think about people who are listening to this that are living in a marriage where they are getting beaten. Like you need to leave. It's unhealthy and it's scary and it's hard and you need to leave. And her life was in danger. Um, but she had to be strategic about it for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and it makes us think at one of the the TV shows that we're watching right Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Dirty John, dirty John, dirty John. And it's twisted. Like, um, we talked about how it's totally messing with me. Cause I'm like, wow, I can see how this lady bought into a lot of the lies as I'm watching it. Like, I know he's a bad guy and I'm like, 
but he seems to be so good to her, but he's so twisted, but he tells her the things that she needed to hear. Like you're beautiful. You're so smart. What would I do without you? And I think Catherine heard a lot of that too. Like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hit you or I didn't mean to slap you across the face. And she's like, Oh my gosh, I know you, you really didn't mean to do that. And it's like, we start buying into these lies and this happens right in our homes and our neighborhoods, not in our home, our home. No, it does not happen in our home. home. No, but it happens in people's homes and, um, you know, they excuse the one that they love for doing the most terrible thing. And so she sheds light on it and gives us a peek inside of the window. Thankfully today she is free and she is so brave for one breaking free. And she goes through the story about how she did that. And honestly, there were tears in my eyes as she was telling me this. I'm like, how can somebody so close to me have gone through this and me not know? And, um, but there was shame. She said like, like in, in all of this that she went through, but she's like, no more shame. I'm going to share my story because her hope is that through her voice and speaking out that she can help other people living in the same kind of darkness that she was. Yeah. And I think she's probably similar to a lot of the people that get in that situation. Mm-hmm. She has a huge heart and, mm-hmm. and compassion and, and, uh, and wanting to see the best in people all mm-hmm. the time. And, but now to, when we just went back to Tulsa, she, talked about um, her new house that she's building and Mm -hmm. she's kind of creating a a new life and Mm -hmm. and doing great things. Gosh, she's doing great things, great things in business. She's an entrepreneur. Um, She and her mom are just like, they're just fun to be around. They're just good people. And so um, I think you'll really enjoy this podcast. And she does at the very end talk about if you are stuck in a domestic violence situation, that there is a way out. And she shares that too. So take a listen in to Catherine Starnes. Well, what an honor to have my cousin, Catherine Starnes, join us for our Destined for Greatness show. Catherine, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. I'm so excited <gasps> to be on with you. Yay, it's so fun. Family time. We'll we'll do it however we can, you know, get family time yes. in. So, um, <laughs> Catherine, you made a post yesterday on Facebook that brought tears to my eyes, but I was so incredibly proud of you because you, through your post, shined a light, which is so needed in our dark world. And I really believe that through what you posted, um, will just allow people to, um, maybe, I don't know, know that there's hope and potentially get help if they're in an abusive relationship. So I just, I, I mean, I'm just so proud of you. How hard was it to post? Thank you so much. You know, I have to tell you, when I posted the post that I made on Facebook, I actually wrote it about three or four times mm-hmm. and never clicked to share. And then when I finally did that urge, it was overwhelming to share this post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I finally did, it was on there about three seconds and I hit delete. Yeah. And I thought, I can't do it. I, I can't share this. Mm-hmm. There's only very few people outside of my family that know I'm a domestic violence survivor. Mm-hmm. And even a lot of those people have no idea what I went through. Right. So when I did delete it, I thought I have to, that overwhelming mm-hmm. urge, <laughs> that calling to post, I went back, I posted it and I left it alone. And it's it. just... It's gone from there. Yes, I love it. Okay, let me have our listeners um, listen to the post that you wrote. 
Who would think something as simple as wooden earrings would bring up so many emotions? But they did. I made these earrings last night and realized this morning I haven't worn wooden earrings in a few years. Why? Well, I remember sitting in front of McDonald's on 71st just before you get to Riverside in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and smack so hard came across my face, it shattered the round navy blue wooden earrings hanging on my left earlobe and completely busted my left eardrum. This was just one of the countless times the man I loved, the man that was supposed to honor and protect me, failed me. Even the smallest things like wooden earrings can bring back such pain and shame. It was also empowered me to see how far I've come. I am an overcomer. I am a survivor of domestic violence. I'm sharing this for that person who thinks they can't leave. That person that believes the lies of their abuser. That person who lives in fear daily and rightfully so. That person who can't bring themselves to wear wooden earrings. You can. Ah, then you hashtag no shame and overcomer. Catherine, this just gives me goosebumps knowing that somebody in my family, somebody close to me was being abused. And honestly, Catherine, I didn't know for a long time you held this from our family and probably a lot of your close friends. So I want you to take our listeners back to the early part of your relationship in when you first fell in love with this man? Sure. So I met this man um, actually in like somewhat of a nightclub. We were out dancing. I met him and it wasn't for a few years that we came back in contact with each other. So when we did, he was incredibly genuine. He cared about me as a person Um, he had a smile that truly would like light up a room Mm. and he was a listener. Like he paid attention to detail and he was protective of me. Um, he was inquisitive, like some of my family members, (laughs) he said he, he was very educated. Mm. Um, he spoke well. So a lot of things drew me to him. Uh, and there wasn't any type of physical abuse in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, little did I know there was verbal and mental abuse from, oh, I would say about four or five months into our relationship. Mm. But I didn't recognize that until years and years later. And I think just a lot of positive, um, he was attentive to detail. Mm -hmm. A lot of those things drew me to him that I was blinded by a lot of the other I guess, red flags. Right. So, yeah. so I, I looked past that. So you, you, when you say like he was verbally abusive, like he would say something that would, you know, hurt you, but then come back and be able to say something really kind of like almost cover it up. Is that, is that how it would play out? Yeah, it started, it started with small things like, you know, um, as far as mental he was very, I, I say he was protective. Well, I viewed it as protection and relationship, mm-hmm. but I would go out with some girlfriends or, you know, we'd go have dinner and well, call me when you get there. Well, text me and let me know who's there. Well, you know, let me know when you leave, when you get home, you know, it was all of these things. And I thought, oh, he cares so mm-hmm. deeply about me that he's just mm-hmm. worried about my safety when in all actuality, it was a lot of control. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, yes, he did say a lot of hurtful things. He didn't necessarily 
cover them up with the good things. Mm -hmm. He was able to flip it and he flipped those things in a way that turned it around back on me. Mm. Can you give us an example? I'm just thinking, um, for, you know, somebody who thinks, oh, my, you know, the person I'm dating or whatever doesn't do that, but possibly an example could have them know like, oh yeah, that it, that is what happens. I, I'm making you think on your feet right now, but. No, that's okay. Well, I think, you know, a good, a good, um, example would be like, if I went out, you know, mm-hmm. and say he wanted me to call when I was getting ready to leave whatever restaurant I was at with my friends. Well, if there was a man's voice or even a female's voice that was lower and it sounded like a man and he heard it on the phone, then it would be, who are you around? Why are you with a man? Mm -hmm. What are you doing? You're lying to me. You're cheating on me. You know, it would, Mm -hmm. it would explode in those ways. And then he would say, well, I was just worried about you. I thought you said you were with Mm so-and-so. And and then I hear a man's voice in the background. Why would you lie to me? So Mm -hmm. it would then turn on me and it just grew from there. Like there were, several situations it grew from those type of abuse abuse the mental and the verbal into physical yeah wow and when did the physical abuse begin well um it was a few years into our relationship mm-hmm. and he was growing increasingly paranoid mm-hmm. um he was constantly accusing me of cheating um and so one day i was asleep we were married and we lived together. Mm-hmm. So you had, okay, hold on, up. hold on, hold on. I'm not going to let you just <laughs> say we were married and we lived together because as the family, we did not know. So no, I, we eloped. Okay. They eloped, but then didn't share the news with any family. Correct. I mean, I'm just trying yeah. to paint the correct. picture. Okay. And is it because there was shame already in the relationships or there was disapproval or what, what would be the reason to secretly get married? Did he encourage that? Where did that come from? He did encourage it because I think truly he wanted to, I hate to use this, but like lock me in, Mm -hmm. you know, he wanted to hurry up and get married. So then we were stuck together, if you will. Right. Um, so we did, we eloped. And Mm -hmm. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my family, my mom, my dad. Nobody knew. My mom actually went shopping with me um, to get some clothes that I was wearing to a work function. Mm -hmm. But I actually wore those clothes in my wedding. Wow. So so it was just you and him at the wedding? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was a part of you... So we... Was a part of you like, um, why am I doing this? Or were you thinking it was like fun and he made you think it was an adventure and something romantic? Like what were your thoughts during this time? At the beginning, I did think it was fun. Like I was excited, but I remember driving there and I was terrified. I was thinking mm-hmm. to myself, like, turn around, don't do this. This is something's not right. Mm-hmm. And pushed and went through with it. Yeah. Yeah. You pushed away those thoughts and just were like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do it. Okay. So now we can fast forward. So you secretly got married and then you (laughs) said this is about two years after your marriage. Well, no, two years after our relationship started. So, um, yeah, I, I remember being asleep in my bed and at that time, um, you know, Facebook was fairly new. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was still out, but it was fairly new. Like it wasn't the social media that we know of as Mm -hmm. today. 
Um, and so I remember being woken up by a slap Mm-mm. and I was so startled. I thought, what in the world? And I looked and it was my husband, it was mm-hmm. him. And he, he was accusing me of talking to an ex-boyfriend. And, you know, when you're in a relationship and you share things and, mm-hmm. you know, you ask questions, you get to know each other. And of course I shared that my very first, you know, real boyfriend, what his name was, all of this. Well, he took that to heart. And at the time, that boyfriend had contacted me, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. And it went into the other folder. Mm-hmm. So that folder that you're not friends with somebody, but it, it's it's there somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily notify you. Mm-hmm. Well, he found that message and he thought I was hiding something. Mm-hmm. So that's the first time I remember being hit. And in that moment, are you like, why the heck did you just hit me? Like, are you saying why or are as um, the one being abused, are you like, I, is your mind telling you I've done something wrong? Um, I was so shocked that mm-hmm. I didn't know what to think at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was, wait, what, did I, I didn't know that was there. Like I questioned myself. Did mm-hmm. I know that message was there? Mm-hmm. And it went back on me, mm-hmm. but I think it went back on me because of those years prior of the mental and the verbal abuse, mm-hmm. it made me question things. You know, I, I kind of relate it to if you've seen an interrogation by mm-hmm. the police mm-hmm. and you're interrogated for hours and hours and hours, and then you finally think, maybe I did do something right. bad to somebody. Right. When you know you didn't. Right. You weren't even in the state. But they or start whatever. making you believe that you're in the wrong. Yes. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then does this continue to escalate? Yes, it did continue to escalate. Um, I remember being kicked with steel-toed boots. Mm -hmm. I remember, you know, being pushed out of our home because we were fighting. You know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't necessarily fighting with him. I'm defending myself. Mm -hmm. We've gotten into an argument, and I'm in night clothes Mm -hmm. at the time, like a little spaghetti strap Mm -hmm. tank top and Mm -hmm. shorts, getting ready to go to bed, and it's freezing cold and raining outside, and I'm pushed out of our house and the doors locked Mm-mm. and what I had do do? nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had nowhere to go. I didn't want to call my family because right. he'd always said things that happen in our marriage are our marriage, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and we'll make up that those people won't forget what you tell them. You know, it's wow. what I tell them. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you believe that still, you still are like, you're right. I'm going to keep that locked up. Mm-hmm. Cause wow. I know he didn't mean it. Right. Yeah. That's what you're telling yourself is I know he didn't mean it. Mm-hmm. Wow. He's and, just having a bad day. Yeah. So you made excuses for him. He's having a bad day. He must, you know, I must have done something wrong. So these are the things, these are the lies you're telling yourself. Correct. Wow. Wow. Did it ever occur to you that you needed to get out at this point or were you wanting to get yes. out or were there good days that yes. you were like, okay, so you wanted to get out? There were good days, and those were the days that I clinged to when things went bad. Um, there were good days, but I always knew those days would end yeah. and the bad would come back. It was right. it, it is a cycle. Mm-hmm. It's a cycle of abuse. Mm-hmm. And so I remember clinging to those good days, but I realized that the bad was outweighing the good by mm-hmm. a long shot. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to leave, but I was so scared. Right. Because I was being threatened. If I, if you ever leave me, you'll never be with another man. I'll mm-hmm. kill you and then I'll kill myself. Oh or my if you leave me, 
I, you're not going to make it out of this house alive. You know, mm -hmm. there were mm -hmm. threats being made and then it turned into threats against my mom and dad. Mm -hmm. Well, if you leave me, I know you're going to your family's house, so I'll just come over there. Wow. So it was a, it was a protective mode that I went into. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just going to live this life for the rest of my life yeah. until he either kills me or I God, die. Catherine. And that's just the way my life is going to be. Yeah. So you were just living in this fear of, I don't want anything to happen to my parents. I don't want anything to happen to me. I'm just going to suck it up and deal with whatever he's handing me. And was there any point, cause you hear sometimes when people are getting abused that then you try to make everything perfect. So when he comes home, he is in a good mood. So you're like, okay, I want to do this perfect, this perfect, this perfect. So maybe he won't hit me tonight. Did that stuff go on in your head? It did. It mm -hmm. did. But I knew that I knew it wasn't me. Mm -hmm. I knew there was something in him. Mm -hmm. Um, but I did get to the point where, you know, we would go into the gas station and I wouldn't even make eye contact with anybody, mm -hmm. not just men, but females. Like mm -hmm. I wouldn't make eye contact with anybody. I would keep my head down. If he spoke to me, I'd look at him, mm -hmm. but then I didn't even want to make eye contact because I didn't want him to accuse me wow. of, anything wrong. Wow. Wow. Catherine, how long did this go on? Uh, well, we were in a relationship for nine years wow. and about the first two years of our relationship were just, you know, verbal mental. Mm -hmm. Um, but that, that entire time, the last time that he abused me, he put his hands on me. Um, I had moved in with my mom. I was living with my mom and And she ended up knowing we ended up knowing that you got married. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You okay. guys knew I got married. You guys kind of knew something was going on. Mm -hmm. Um and then there was an act of violence, um, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. a, a big act of violence against me. And I actually we left town, mm -hmm. we, my mom and my dad and myself, left town for fear you know, of imminent danger mm -hmm. on, on us. Right. And at one point in time, um, we actually came to your mom and dad's house. Mm -hmm. We stayed with your mom and dad for a night. Mm -hmm. Um, because I mean, truthfully a hundred dollars a night and we were gone for a week or so, right. you know, that, that was very expensive. So right. we couldn't afford mm -hmm. to stay gone for that long. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it, was he still was, trying to contact you at that time after you had left? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you knew he was on the um, prowl for you. Calls mm -hmm. up, yeah, up to 80 and 90 in a day. Wow. Um, and those were just phone calls. Uh, you know, there were massive amounts of text messages. Yeah. And they would be a roller coaster of emotions. Some mm -hmm. threatening, some I miss you, I love you, I'm sorry, and up and down. Yeah. Yeah. So. I would, I, I just want to pause real quick because how brave of you to say no more and go to your parents and, and tell them what's going on. I mean, we talk about the word shame. Um, but I also want to think about the word bravery. Like that's just a lot to say, not only is my life threatened, but y'all's life is threatened too. I've put us in this situation. I, 
was sneaking Mm -hmm. around like, you know, but I need help to ask for help is courageous and shows so much bravery um, that I'm so thankful. Like, I'm so thankful that you're on this podcast today because it just shows how far you've come. So kind of tell us what happened next. So you're fearing for your life. And then what what happens? So. I I realized, you know, a lot of people look at it as bravery, and it took me a long time to get to that point. Mm -hmm. I know there's a song by Sarah Bareilles, and it's called Be Brave, Mm -hmm. and that is just an anthem for me. You know, you have to have a voice for yourself Mm -hmm. because no one else, a lot of the times, no one else will. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that I was able to get out, it didn't end there. Mm -hmm. Um, It was actually forced upon me because he came to my place of employment mm-hmm. um, with a hammer, tried to break in. The doors were locked 24-7. You mm-hmm. had to have a code to get in. Mm-hmm. But he was hitting the door with a hammer. He was hitting the windows. Is this in plain day? So it was something that was... Sorry? Is this in plain day? Like plain day? Yes. He's trying to break in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so there was a situation with that. Um, I actually had left my place of employment prior to him getting there. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was forced upon me to come out and tell, like Mm -hmm. I had to tell what was going on because a normal human being doesn't just go to their spouse's work with a hammer and try and break in. Right. And so it was forced upon me. So I didn't feel like I was brave at the time, Mm -hmm. but I did go back. Mm -hmm. There were a few times that I went back to this man. Mm -hmm. I fell for his lies. Mm-hmm. I wanted to believe the best in him. Mm-hmm. And my family even surrounded him and said, Hey, if you go to treatment, if you get help, you know, at the time I had no idea he was on drugs, mm-hmm. but it turned out that he was on drugs. Mm-hmm. I just thought he was bipolar. Yeah. So wow. he said that he would go to treatment. He went for two days and then he left. Mm. So my family kind of backed up and said, look, if you're not going to get help for yourself, then, and at this point in time, they really had no idea he was abusive. He just thought he'd had a mental break. Wow. And I still wasn't honest in the sense that he was being Mm -hmm. abusive towards Mm -hmm. me. So I went back and there was another um, large act of violence against me, I guess I could say. Mm -hmm. Um, I was abused and I ended up fighting him for my gun. I have a gun for protection. Wow. And it was a, a terrible time. I thought, I truly thought in those moments I was going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I said, no more. I can't fall yeah. for his lies. I can't do this anymore. God, Catherine. So, I mean, did anybody end up shot or you got your gun no, and ran? Um, we fought for the gun. I actually had put the gun into my leggings. Mm-hmm. I had leggings and a t-shirt on and he was on top of me fighting me for the gun. So mm-hmm. I was hunched over. I ended up on the ground and I was just curled up in a ball and I was holding the gun and he was of course grabbing at it. And I don't know if you or your listeners are familiar with firearms or not, mm-hmm. but there's a release to drop the clip out of or the magazine out of the gun Mm -hmm. and it's very very close to the trigger and in our struggle and in the fight of my life truly Mm -hmm. that button was hit and the clip came out of the gun and he got off of me and he fell to his knees and he just started crying and at that moment 
I grabbed my keys and I ran out of my house. Yeah. And there was nobody, nobody was shot, but it was very close Mm -hmm. to ending a completely different way. Wow. Wow. I did not know that. And it's crazy to think that as your cousin and we're a close family to just know that Mm -hmm. so much was hidden and, um, and not that you owed me a phone call, but the fact that now you are able to make a post to allow people the opportunity to know it's okay to leave and that you will be okay. Um, it's just, I just see power in you. And I mean, I've never held a gun, much less fought for one. And so I just can't imagine how scared you were, how traumatic it was and probably stuff you're still dealing with. But the, the Mm -hmm. victory in it is that you you're out, you know, you're free. And, and where is he to this day? And how long have you changed your mindset and felt truly free? You know, I don't know that I truly feel free, mm-hmm. even in this moment, mm-hmm. there's still a lot of fear that I have. Um, I, I don't keep up with him. Mm-hmm. I know he's not in jail at this point in time. Um, there were charges brought against him and they were dropped, yeah. um, for this, this act of violence. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately. And so I've had a lot of anger mm-hmm. and a lot of sadness that I've dealt with but I just have to know in me that I have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of forgiveness within myself. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know that I, I necessarily have that relief of freedom. It mm-hmm. comes and goes. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that I still have to work on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. You're such a beautiful person. And anybody who knows you knows that just your smile just changes a room. Um, but to know all the hurt that you've gone through that is behind the smile just breaks my heart. But I just want to encourage you um, to keep using your voice because I believe the more you tell the story and the more you allow people in, your circle gets stronger. And I really believe that you get braver. And I also believe that you give a voice to so many people who have yet to break free from their abuser. And, um, I just feel like there's so much power in that Catherine and, um, your voice is so incredibly important. Um, if you were to talk to somebody who is going through the struggle of what you went through and stuck in an abusive relationship, what words of wisdom or encouragement would you be able to give them? I would tell them, get out, get out while you can, because there's so many times that I said to myself, like, okay, well, I'm just in this, like, Mm -hmm. this is just how my life is going to be. And then I started to think maybe you can get out, yeah, but I can't do it today. Mm -hmm. I I've got to go out of town for work. I can't move Mm -hmm. or, you know, things like that. Get out while you can. Mm -hmm. And truly no shame. Like I felt so much shame and so much guilt for what I had gotten myself into mm-hmm. what I had allowed. Right. What would people think? Mm-hmm. What would my family think? Right. What would my job think? What would my friends think? And I was so shameful. There's, you know, a lot of shame surrounding domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm so glad that you asked me to be on your podcast. This is the first time that I'm truly talking about it mm-hmm. in public besides the post that I made. Right. Um, and so it does give you power. There's mm-hmm. power in your words. And I know that 
just like your podcast, I know I'm destined for greatness. Yes. And I know this is all a part of that mm-hmm. leading me to that. Yeah. But I would say get out while you can. Mm, I love that. And I love that you brought up the point that you are destined for greatness because I feel like a lot of times on my show, I have people that have done, you know, amazing things or started incredible businesses, but I would put your story up and your bravery and your um, courageous acts up against any business that's ever started. And you've done that too, girl, you've, you're like started a business, you're, you know, <laughs> doing amazing things. But I think when we find within ourselves the opportunity to, um, survive in such a way that you did, um, there's no doubt in my mind that you're destined for greatness. There's some lucky, genuine, amazing man that would be so lucky to have you and be, you know, blessed <laughs> to, to have you in, uh, and blessed to have our family. I'm just kidding. Um, but I think that that you have like your future is so bright and I just keep thinking like your voice needs to be heard. And so I just want to encourage you if you know of somebody and, and actually that, that is a little point that I wanted to bring up is that, um, I know Catherine. I mean, she's my cousin. She's in our family. Like, I don't know what we could have done differently. Do you think there was anything we could have done? Like or said that would have stopped it sooner? Truthfully, I, I don't, as of this point, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know that there was anything anybody could have done um, because it was truly up to me to leave, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. at, at so many chances, so many opportunities, so many times of violence against me, I knew I needed to get out, Yeah, but I just wasn't strong enough and mm-hmm. I was scared. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that there is really anything like, I know of people that have said they've packed up in the middle of the mm-hmm. night and left the state, you know, yeah. um, but I, I truly don't think, I think just the genuine love and acceptance, even mm-hmm. after all of the craziness mm-hmm. um, has been incredibly healing. But I think just being there for your family members. And if you see something, yeah. say something. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I love that. Well, you are brave and strong and beautiful and definitely destined for greatness. And I'm just so thankful to have you on our show to bring light to such a dark topic. Um, but again, I believe the more that we talk about it and share and you share your story that the more people will get help. So thank you so much, Catherine. I just love you. I love you too. And thank you so much for having me on. And if I could really quickly give you never know who's listening. Right. And if there is anybody out there that is um, in a domestic violence situation, mm-hmm. yes. Um, I just wanted to give the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Mm-hmm. You can call 24-7-365. They will help get you help. And it's 1-800-799-7233. Wow. Thank you. I think- and thank you, thank you, thank you for letting me come on and share my story. I love you. Thank you so much. I love you too. Thank you. Hey, it's Sarah Noose, and I believe that you are destined for greatness. Do you have a dream inside of you? You think about wanting more out of life? Well, I have seen incredible life change happen all across the country by women who have signed up for my four-week accountability group. I would love to offer you the opportunity for real life change. Head on over to sarahnoose.com and sign up. 
There's limited spots available, but I would love to get to know you, have you join, and watch you conquer your dreams. If this podcast was helpful, it would mean the world to me to have you rate it, review it, and share it on social media. Social media is a big place, and to reach more people, I would love your help. Thank you for joining us today, and remember, you are destined for greatness.